Kathy, round tones. Round tones, indeed. <laughs> Nora has just chastised me. Apparently, we were both speaking. muttering. We were whispering, and then I yelling. So we're going to try and project a little more. So we actually haven't. You know, I forgot how to sniff when we were looking for stories because how could you forget how to sniff? I know because we were off for a while, and then I, I've been off work as well, so I haven't been looking for stories at work, and uh, it's been a while. So how's your summer going? This is kind of the midpoint. Yeah. Well, we. I've had a busy summer mm-hmm. with well, with the crops and mm-hmm. with writing. I was out hauling rocks with a crutch mm-hmm. to run a lay, uh, like a line of rocks that hold down the chicken wire around my fence in my tomato patch to keep the raccoons out. Mm-hmm. I, and this is in the broiling sun. You know how hot it's been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm on a crutch. I'm on with you know with the bad leg. I got one leg, and I'm out there with these tomatoes. And I've got three now three big vegetable patches. Mm-hmm. So and my partner was doing an inter- writing an interview for Sheila Rogers for the next chapter mm-hmm. on the authenticity hoax mm-hmm. that Andrew, Andrew Potter. Potter's book. Yeah. yeah. And I asked her about it, and she sort of explained it to me, and I said, you mean what I'm doing here with my gardening is, I, it's a hoax. And I, got, I was furious. But I started thinking, is this just stupid stuff that I'm doing out there caring for these tomato, for my seven tomato plants? Because his argument is more or less that we have this sort of allude, like there's nothing wrong if you get pleasure out of that, great, but don't fool yourself into your thinking you're leading a more authentic life by doing that, right? Which is kind of his argument. I know, but you feel really kind of good about yourself when you do it, but I'm realizing I'm probably spending like 50 cents per bean, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day. And I'm thinking, am I being stupid? Am I making a fool out of myself? But then I think I feel so much better and I'm so much more fulfilled and I get a real sense of what, how hard it must have been for the pioneers mm-hmm. by going through that rather than going shopping, say. I know what he means in the sense of like, every time I read those articles. The Globe always seems to have these articles about as though people just discovered gardening and no one ever did it before. Then they seem like very precious. But there's something really, when you realize that, I mean, this is going to sound so corny, but there is that whole sort of cycle of life kind of thing. Like you grow your tomatoes from seeds and then I just actually saved the seeds from this beautiful, huge tomato for next year. And the fact that there's really, there's no waste created. It's a totally cradle to cradle process. And it makes you realize that the kind of way that we manufacture things is so out of keeping with the way just about everything else in nature operates, which is in this kind of cyclical cradle to cradle way. Yeah, but you know what? There is something to be said that when you sent me that link about people who were making their own whiskey. Yes. And yes. you said, you know, oh, fuck them. <laughs> this was in, I was, it was in like Brooklyn too, which is just like hipster central, right? And it was just like, oh my God, it's all fun until someone goes blind from yeah. bad whiskey. I know. Yeah. Well, anyway. they're making these little stills and they're lost and stuff. And I thought, well, really, what's the difference between the still and me and my beans? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah. But, but anyway. I mean, but do you, it's, it's a pl- you enjoy it though. I do. I love it. Yeah. I love it. But sometimes I wonder if I'm. 
a victim of the authenticity <laughs> hoax. So anyway, so that's sort of my summer update. But yeah, but my, I'm, I'm having a, lots of fun, and I'm having a great harvest, although I don't like to eat them. <laughs> After all that like energy put into growing, and then, you know, I know. Yeah. I love to grow them, but then yeah. I don't like to feel bad to eat them. But anyway, so how about you? Um, I've been uh, writing a lot. Yes, more. Uh, as you know, is writing a book. Tell yeah. me, but you won't talk about it. I just, I don't have it in a blurby fashion yet. I'm kind of getting more into it. I think I have some good governing metaphors for it. It's it's just my same technology and culture stuff. It's about the culture of self-tracking and self-monitoring. And I've had some really, really interesting interviews with people, which has been great. I would say it's going not as well as I'd hoped, but better than I'd feared. So that's that's about as much as you can hope for, I think. Let's when get it, to our story, which is so funny because we shared it. That's why I had to listen to us blather on our yeah, personal lives. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, which we don't usually do. We've picked the same story by accident before, but this one was so specific and weird. Oh, I, I never in a million years thought that you'd pick this up. So this is a digital slingshot graffiti thing okay so it looks like a very large slingshot or a little bit like a cod piece truth to tell (laughs) (laughs) this this media group in berlin put together this thing so what you do is you basically type out a little message and you aim your slingshot at the side of a building and this kind of splash of sort of virtual paint appears on the side of the building with whatever your message is on it. And, of course, it's not actually flinging paint. What's happening is you are directing a um, projector uh, so that this message appears on the side of the building. And this is a particularly sort of wacky example of a number of them that we've seen in the past of these kind of... And I know that this is your... Some would say technology. <laughs> I know. But this, yeah. it was fun, and the video is very fun. But what the whole idea, though, is, is, is that after you, and actually in your aim, apparently, it's supposed to be, you have to have good aim like you had to with slingshot. Because mm-hmm, you're like in some way... When we were kids? Yeah, it's a little unclear, but in some way you're actually sort of directing the projector um, to... So you could, like, miss the building if you don't aim properly. But is it only live for as long as you are actually... Your projector is projecting it up. Is that I think it? So. Like your I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or else it would be because that's the only thing I wasn't completely clear on. Or because they were talking about the billions of because this is something that's a concept that they were talking about the billions of dollars that they would need for the projection technology. So I thought, oh my God, they're going to people will be running around with these little digital slingshots. <laughs> then there'll be these big projectors up on top of buildings, and they'll be up there like graffiti, yeah, forever yeah, until they're painted yeah, over. Yeah. But I mean, how long until these kinds of things are turned into? advertising applications. We were talking last time about advertising being more intrusive and being everywhere. You can totally see something like that being used in advertising. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I I, I laughed that you actually picked up on that. (laughs) I really did. (laughs) Well, it brings together two of our favorite hobby horses, weird art and projection technology. technology. What could be better? Two words, Nora. Pico Pico Projector. projector. (laughs) Okay, well, go to the blog and check out the link to the digital slingshot. Yeah, it really really helps to take a look at the video, actually. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and it kind of looks old school, too. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thesniffer.net, and tell us your your authenticity uh, stories. Yeah, and it's been great. The extra people have been coming to the blog. We love it. Some very nice comments. Thank you. Bye. Bye.